Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Join us now as he does on uh, Tuesday mornings. He's a member of the National Football Foundation and Football Writers Association of America. Covered the Detroit Tigers minor league system for a couple of decades. Our good buddy John Wagner. Find him on Twitter at John Wagner Sport. Johan, my friend. How are you, partner? I tried to tell the good folks across the state of Michigan this Tigers team is struggling. You told me it's too early. Don't hit the panic button. They get swept in four straight by the Astros. They got no offense, John. It's a huge problem. How are you, my friend? Anthony. Yeah, well, first of all, Anthony, I am a little slice of heaven. I uh, traveled a bit around the state of Minnesota this past week, and I can confirm that thanks to a 70-degree weekend, all the lakes have actually, all the ice has melted off the lake. It, it has melted. It's amazing. We we are officially now in spring, so I'm, I'm a little slice of heaven. But before you say another word uh-huh. about the Tigers, what did I tell you last week about the Tigers? What did I say? You And I quote, Anthony, it's too early. Wait till Memorial Day when they're 8 and 40. Then you, <laughs> then you could panic. And I said, oh, okay, all right, good, good, good. Yeah, end quote. Okay, hang on now. A quick timeout. I said, and I quote, Anthony, wait until Memorial Day. Period. I didn't say until they're 8 and 40. For you, dingbat. Mm-hmm. Come on. It may, by then, we will know what you have. You may have a pretty good idea. You may think you know. We talked about the season before the season began. Would the offense be enough? At this point, no, it is not. You're right. <laughs> but it's too early, man. It's too early. I mean, uh, unless you're, you know, Cincinnati and you're three and a hundred already, you've only played 30 games. It's too early. It's too early unless you are dreadful or unbelievably good. The Tigers of 35 and five, because after that, they basically played 500 ball for the rest of the season, but a 35 and five start was good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this start? Bad enough to bury them? Possibly. Possibly. In this division, with the White Sox being what they are and knowing 
that the American League East is going to suck up almost all, if not all, of the wild card bids. Yeah, but Anthony, I, there's still Labor Day or Memorial Day, rather. Memorial. We're not going to wait until Labor Day. We'll wait until Memorial Day. <laughs> One of those okay? holidays. No, 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 no. Big difference in baseball. Okay. Okay. Memorial Day. If they are struggling on Memorial Day, I will shut up and listen. Until then, you got to let it play. You got to give them a few more games. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's May thirtieth, folks. So we got twenty days left. So if the Tigers can't in in these next twenty days find a way to score more than two runs in a game. You know where I'll be on on Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, when John and I have our wonderful discussion. You will you will be in my ear or probably on another body part, making my life miserable. Oh I'm, I am ready for it, okay? All right. But until then, my question for you, and I have a big question for you. Ooh. Did you get your call from the NCAA yet, or are you still waiting for your call? I am. Uh, I'm waiting for my call to fix everything. Uh, I don't know why they haven't appointed me the director. I mean, I could definitely take Mark Emmert's salary and be a lot more proactive and get some things done. But yeah, it's just me. I see. That's what I assumed. I mean, we know he's announced he's quote unquote retiring, which is basically him being one step away or ahead of the posse, rather. You know, but. Yeah, he's gone. I just assume you had already gotten that first call and and set up and are are going to cure the NCAA's woes, such that they are. Well, I ha- I have not gotten that call yet to fix it. I'm sorry, John. So, with with in your eyes, what is the biggest problem facing Mark Emmert's replacement? What's what's the what's the first fix he's got to do? Get out. Well, the first thing they have to do is they have to get a handle on what they want to do in in terms of pay to play versus name, image, and likeness. Because name, image, and likeness, I assume that at least boosters would try to cover up and say, "Hey, we're going to put so and so on a billboard and pay them, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to be on, you know, this booster's car commercial or or be an endorsement for." their local car dealership. And that way, you know, Alabama, everybody who plays for Alabama gets a charger anyways. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, that's how I thought NIL would work. They have completely bypassed any of that, and it is just bagman after bagman, booster after booster. And we already have a competitive disadvantage in the sport, according to what we refer to as the football bowl subdivision, which would be all the power five, group of five, and then the handful of independents across the country. That disparity in competitive advantage is usually based upon facilities and what they can provide as far as a stipend check, the facilities, and everything else that goes into it. Now competitive advantage has completely leaned into the favor of which which booster, which NIL program for which university is the strongest and who can hand over the most money. That's where we saw the young fella from Miami who said, hey, if my NIL deal, and I led you guys to the Elite Eight, if my deal isn't as good or better than the new guy you got coming in is getting 400000 and a car, I'm out of here. Running back at Texas just signed a deal with Lamborghini, a Lamborghini dealership there in the greater Austin area uh, era. This is a uh, this is this is a bad idea. Pittsburgh's wide receiver getting a call from Lincoln Riley. This is a th- this is a mess. This is an absolute catastrophe, and it's the the toothpaste is out of the tube now, John. 
you you I think have stolen every uh, analogy that I could use here. I I'm I'm going to be at a loss. So let me tell you that if I get a call from the NCAA, my question isn't any of that. To be honest, it's not. My question is bigger picture, and it's really simple. What do you want? What do you want this to be? What is our goal here? I don't think there's any direction now. There are so many horses leading this that they're all pulling in different directions, and the thing is just going to fall apart. You know, it's it's not going to go in any direction. It's just going to be pulled apart, literally. Does the group of five have a suggestion? What does the Power Five want to do? Do they want to separate their other sports? I mean, I would, I would literally, literally, Anthony, say, man, it's all on the table. Anything you want to do, you tell me what you want. Do you want as Power Five schools, do you want to have a separate entity that is your athletic business? Then go for it. Let's do it. And then, well, I'm getting ahead of myself because there's a second part to that. The first part, though, is what do you want? Do you want a separate entity? Do you want something that's Michigan Wolverine Athletics, Inc.? Spartan Athletics. And it's it's only associated, basically, in name only with the university. And and I'm just throwing stuff out there and what you'd call it. My point is, tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. For real. You want to know, you want to know how changes do you want with the transfer portal? What do you want with NIL? What's the goal? Because you're right. I mean, to use your analogy, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Well, there were no rules. Somebody stepped on the tube and it all went out. And it's gone. And you're right. It's not going back in. So tell me what you want. And then part B will be, then let's create some rules for that. And part C will be, here's a wild one for you. Let's enforce the rules. Of all the problems in college athletics, I think that's the one that bothers me the most. Not that there aren't enough rules. Not that the rules aren't great. Not that the rules are sometimes, you know, insufficient. Not that anything about the rules. My problem is, what's our enforcement arm? What are we doing to enforce them? Is that the NCAA's rule? Role, rather. Is that the school's role? Is that the conference's role? Is that a neutral party's role? Whose job is that? And what are we going to do to put some things into whatever rules you want? Just tell me what the rules are. Frankly, at this point, I'm not sure I care. We, wow, you don't care. What rules. John, well, Anthony, you don't care. I mean, this what is rules the. Do we have? 
Well, I mean, we have uh, we, we right have now. we have compliance officers, and uh, we had we had a uh, you know we had uh, re- re- removal of scholarships, and we had postseason bans, and we have uh, um, uh, yeah, and are, that's what we are. Have. All these things being enforced? Are they being enforced uniformly? Are they being enforced? On an if come basis, are they only being enforced if somebody tattles on another school, or are we do we have people out there making sure that we follow? Think about it. When you're driving, do cops stop you only when somebody says, "Man, you should watch that Anthony Bellino in a seventy zone." Sometimes he goes ninety, or watch him in a thirty-five zone, man. He never goes 35, and that's the only time we're going to enforce it? Or do we have cops out there by the side of the road watching for everybody and seeing if everybody will will follow the rules? So you, j- you don't have to like them, Anthony. Trust me, I, I use 70 and 35 as examples. You don't have to like them. If there are rules, though, you got to follow them. Yep. No, I'm I'm with you there. I am with you there. And and look, John, the way that I look at college football in particular and potentially college basketball, and I'm talking to Kyle Barlow about this last week a little bit. You know, we we talked about you know scholarships and because your state funded universities and what is a scholarship and how does that impact Title Nine and yada yada yada. So here is my here is my thought process here. The first thing we would need to do is the players would have to unionize. Therefore, they would be able to sign a collective bargaining agreement and we would take football-related income. Football would be its own completely separate entity. There will be no no more water carrying for athletic departments. It will be football, and they will operate on their own budget uh, due to the contracts, the television contracts, rights deals uh, that are out there. Now, as the uh, as this makeshift commissioner of the College Football Association, the CFA maybe, because CFL is already taken, uh, as this makeshift commissioner, what we have to do is we have to get all of the TV rights for all of the conferences. We have to get them on rotating deals, and it's all one giant deal, one giant umbrella, just like our parent company, the National Football League, would do. All right, and with the AFC and the uh, in the NFC, their their television deals uh, with NBC and ESPN and CBS and Fox and what have you, we need to make sure that these deals are spread across all of these networks in a, in a way, in a form and fashion that works for everybody. Whatever those television deals amount to, that's your amount of money that you are able to divide as far as football-related income between the players and the actual organization itself. Play- you know, hey, Anthony, yes, I'm sir. sorry. I want to interrupt you for a second. That You know what? We, I Your point, I was listening. Do I agree or disagree? You know, we can, I'm not 100% on board. I'm enough on board that we can find common ground. I want to back it up for a second, though, because I think the first element that needs to be addressed isn't stuff like that. It's stuff like, what do you want the future of college sports to be? What do you want? And do different schools and different conferences have different views? And if so, do they need to be separated? You know, do we do we make Division One Power Five something entirely different from the rest of the world? And how how do we do it? That's why I say job one is for colleges, presidents, 
athletic directors, with input from coaches, and, and frankly, with input from athletes as well. And do you want input from boosters? Some do, some don't. I, I don't have a problem with it. But get input from everybody and figure out what you want this to be in the future. That's step one, okay? Once you figure out what the future of college athletics should look like, then you can start putting these deals together. Then you can start putting rules together. Then you can turn that NIL away from being a talent acquisition fee and make it something that a player can earn. Or, you know, working on scholarship limits. You know, are there enough scholarships in football? Are there enough in some of these other sports, too? Because, frankly, colleges can make money on a lot of these, especially the Power Five, can make money on baseball and softball and some other sports. If that's what they want to do, let's let them. But let's just have rules for the road. Do we have the right number of coaches? Do we have the right number of athlete scholarships? There are lots of questions, tons of questions. The first question has to be, what do we want to see as our future? What do we see as our future? I, that's a, a question the NCAA not only has dodged it, it has ignored it, it has looked at the future of college athletics. It's going to be exactly like the past. We're going to have, quote, student athletes who are going to toil for their scholarship and nothing else. And our boosters are just going to sit in the stands and politely clap. And we'll get $100 from the television station and they'll show our home games. And we just, you know, it, it's so antiquated. They've looked so far backwards that it has really made the NCAA I mean, toothless doesn't even begin to discuss it. They are weaponless. They are almost pointless, to be honest. If they didn't host tournaments, why would we have the NCAA at this point? Figure yeah. out what you want. From there, we can figure out the rules of the road. And from there, don't forget to add, how are we going to enforce the rules so everybody plays by the rules? Amen. I mean, I'd start by trimming roster sizes. That, that, that they even talk about. I talk about I one of my honest, first moves. Eighty by adding rosters. Eighty-five. Adding no rosters. shoot. NFL, you get fifty-three on the roster, forty-six dressed. That's it. Like that. That's what they. You don't, you don't need a hundred guys out there running around. It's just. It's just too much. And to be honest with you, if you're going to go into a union sort of scenario and you're going to be splitting revenue, the guys aren't going to want that many people on the roster. they got to worry about their own monies. He is John Wagner. What do we want college sports to be? That's the question of the day because it is changing, it is evolving, and uh, we're going to try to put off the uh, the Tiger talk until Memorial Day. John, as always, my friend, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Anthony, hope you and your listeners have a great week.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.